Then on Friday, we'll have a Big Ten Championship preview show with Chris Ballas, John Borton, Clayton Safey, Anthony Broom, and Doug Skeen, all from the Wolverine.com. Speaking of the Wolverines, Doug Karsh, sports radio guy during the day in Detroit, play-by-play voice of your undefeated and second-ranked Michigan Wolverines. Big Ten title game on Saturday night against Iowa. And Doug, I was uh, in that stadium Saturday. I don't know if there's been a more electric, emotional, uh, and just loud crowd than I've ever heard at the Big House. Comparable to 2021, for sure. I, I, I do have to question your selection of that panel on Friday. All those jokers going on, skiing, ballast, safety. Basically, Borton saves the day, doesn't he? Kind of level-headed. Borton's like the valedictorian of that class, and the rest are just yeah. dumb jocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good group of guys. Um, yeah, I mean, 2021, the victory of Ohio State was comparable. The one that was obviously this thing with um, – the backdrop certainly added a next level of intrigue. I feel like the last month has been real housewives of the big tennis, but at the end of the day, I mean, they, what they overcame in terms of not having their coach and, um, you know, being able to still go out there and play the way they did. And, you know, I came away awfully impressed with Ohio state as I imagine you did as well. Uh, that's a heck of a good football team that does a lot of stuff. Right. And certainly were. Um, you know, gave Michigan everything it could handle, and vice versa. I think it's you know what what you've kind of come we've come to expect out of Ohio State, and that's the one thing about this entire Michigan run is for all those years, a better part of two decades, it felt like Ohio State was way up here, and question was would they ever come back to the pack, or could anybody rise up? In the last three years, it feels more like Michigan rose up then Ohio State fell back. I mean, going into this game, okay, last three years going into the game. Michigan and Ohio State going into the game and combined for a record of sixty-four and two. Mm. Yeah. That says it all. I mean, that's why Ohio State. It will be interesting. I think the only way they get in if Florida State loses, uh, they Oregon will get in if they beat Washington. Michigan obviously is in the college football playoff, beating Iowa. Alabama beats Georgia. Does Georgia still get in at four? You have Texas. If they beat Oklahoma State, they already won at Alabama. They're, if everyone just wins, Florida State through you know Washington, Michigan, and Georgia, it's simple on Sunday for the Final Four. But if there are losses, it could get crazy. It could get crazy. We sat down and went through some of the ramifications. And this is, you know, it's weird because it's the last year it'll be like this. <laughs> because... If it were a year from now, Michigan or Ohio State would be preparing to play again in Indianapolis, and they could play again in the playoff. Right? I mean, it's just wild how this is. In the last, I don't think anything has changed as rapidly as college sports, college football has changed in the last few years because it's just starting. They're taking on an NFL model, and some people think it's about time, and others who love the college game before all these changes felt like it was, you know, it's, it wasn't necessary. But at the end of the day, yeah, chaos could reign on Saturday. It, it really does feel, I mean, like we talk about how a year from now there's going to be four playoff games and then, you know, the, the four quarterfinal games and the semifinals. This weekend feels like playoffs, right? I mean, there are teams playing playoff games. Oregon and Washington are playing a playoff game. Georgia and Alabama are probably playing a playoff game. Texas is playing a playoff. I mean, these are all games with playoff ramifications. So 
it's going to be it's going to be wild. That's why I don't think Ohio State has a shot at getting into the Final Four this year. I don't. Probably not. They need a lot to have happened. I mean, I sat down and looked at all 32 scenarios, and I think Ohio State got in on two of them. Um, so, I mean, I mean, stuff can get weird if one, if everybody looks bad. If, you know, if there's some teams that struggle mightily and don't look good, specifically Florida State. Um, but the Ohio State may need Florida State to lose. I don't know that a 13-0 and Florida State team that looks bad with a backup quarterback gets jumped by a 11 and one Ohio state team. But yeah, I mean, there's, there, it's going to be hard for the Buckeyes to get in. I would not, I would not bet on it. Doug Karsh, voice of Michigan football. He's getting prepped for the Iowa matchup Saturday night, big 10 title could be the Wolverines third straight and also third straight trip to the college football playoff. So if we look at that first big 10 title team under Harbaugh, who went and got trounced by Georgia to last year's team that, really gave away the TCU game in the first half to this year's team. Where is this year's Michigan team better or worse than the previous two years? You know, it's funny. I've given this, I've been asked about this a lot and I almost feel like they're, they're the same. I think maybe JJ this year has more playmaking overall and, you know, Colston Loveland, uh, Jim Harbaugh called him their Travis Kelsey this week. So I maybe those two areas, I think that they're better. There's no Aiden Hutchinson. There's no David Ajabo um, on the defense. The run game isn't as gaudy as it was last year, but I think they go into this postseason kind of with a similar chance they've had the last couple of years. Now, if you're a Michigan fan, one of the, the, the pieces of really good news is that Michigan doesn't have to beat the 2021 Georgia Bulldogs. They would have to be, or the 2022 Georgia Bulldogs. They have to beat this Georgia Bulldogs team. And Georgia very well deserves, you know, their their position in college football right now. But I don't think they're quite as good as those previous Georgia teams. Now, if everybody holds serve and Michigan beats Iowa and the Pac-12 winner ends up the number three seed, you're looking at a probability that Michigan is playing in the Rose Bowl against Oregon and Washington, and those are two great, great offenses. Michigan's defense, I think, is the strength of the team, but you know how will they handle a Michael Penix or a Bo Nix-led offense? Those would be, I mean, that might be a bit of a toss-up of a matchup. Doug Carr's voice of Michigan football. Enjoy that trip to Iowa. Hopefully we're talking about Michigan back in the college football playoff next week. All right, you enjoy Borton and the and the dumb. Oh well, yeah, I will. A valedictorian, Johnny Borton. There he is, graduating. Uh, Chris Ballas again uh, will be nominated. Oh, he, he's not cloud without doubt. Literally, literally, he looks like Nicholson as a Joker at times. <laughs> Try and get on a golf course with him and tell him he owes you money after the seventh hole. Good luck with that. I got to tell you, balance on the golf course is oh. getting to complete all 18. That's, oh. that's an accomplishment. I'll, I'll say this from our fall football summits, which we got to get you up uh, next year to Tullymore with Skeen, Superfly, myself, and Ballas. The the stories that come out of uh, those two-day extravaganzas are borderline uh, hangover meets the neighbor uh, meets <laughs> Animal House. There you go. I agree. I'm sure that's the case. It's unbelievable. It's all guy code. Hey, Doug, man, I always appreciate your time here on The Huge Show. No problem, Huge.